Don't look back, the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today and hopefully a very good week. It was a brutal, uh, semi-brutal ending to a week that uh, actually had a lot of promises. We had the big update yesterday with the, the strong smart money hour. We had a solid open this morning, and then here came the selling pressure. You know, uh, we, we've, uh, we've been pretty consistent on this. The Coronavirus Insanity Playbook. I'm not going to walk you through everything that's happened the last couple of years. We tend to, we tend to do that a lot here because it, it is that important and because there's just so much insanity around this, uh, this, uh, this pandemic uh, that we're all have being forced to live through. But the playbook is what's important here. And the playbook has not changed. The fear-mongering, the mass hysteria, the media propaganda, the government indoctrination, okay? That's the playbook that hasn't changed. And we're seeing it getting revved up again, aren't we, with Omicron? I hate to even, I hate to even say that. <laughs> I think I said Delta variant a couple of times. And now here we are again with another variant. It just got to remind everybody... Every mutation's weaker than the one before it, right? Every mutation's weaker than the than the variant, the strain before it. This is how viruses work. Omicron, unless they unless they've unleashed something new in the world, and I say they because this was a pandemic. Uh, in my mind, okay, as a non scientist but a rational thinker that knows how to do research and due diligence much much better than so many people running healthcare today and our doctors, which are just completely guilty of medical malpractice on steroids across the board. We've never seen anything quite like this, have we? What I can tell you, though, is that unless they've unleashed something new, and that's what the original version was, is a bioweapon uh, at a, a Wuhan lab, whoever, whoever did it, whoever launched this pandemic, it was more than just one country, folks. I got to tell you, this has was, this was, this was long been planned. If that sounds crazy, you're probably new here. <laughs> uh, this is a very red-pilled audience. I don't think that sounds crazy to anyone. Just a reminder for our new people. All you got to do is go back to read the Rockefeller Foundation's document of 2010 called Lockstep. You won't believe what you're reading. If you haven't read it, you have to, it's now been buried on Google. You have to go down a few pages. We'll find it. Um, they, 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 they will disappear this document. Trust me on this. Uh, within the next year or two, you won't be able to find it online. You'll only be able to find it from people that saved it. But uh, Operation, excuse me, Operation Lockstep. Lockstep was the uh, Rockefeller Foundation document uh, plan name from 2010. And you read it, and it's just, it's the playbook of today. You just can't believe, well, you know, you either can or you can't believe it, right? But again, the point being, as an investor, right, as, uh, as people that, that uh, are trying to stay sane, during this overwhelming uh, period of mass, uh, hip, I don't know, mass psychosis is really the best way to explain it, that the playbook really hasn't changed at all. We get all of this fear-mongering ramped up because the, the planners, right, the permanent ruling class, they have something else in mind for us. Now, we know what that is, don't we? Look around the world. Look at what's happening in Germany, right? Vaccine mandates. Now that you can't go into public venues without vaccination, even though... Boy, all it takes is a little bit of research to find out that it's the vaccinated. It's the vaccinated that are getting the sickest. It's the vaccinated that are coming down with all the cases and the, the biggest mass wearing countries, okay? These are the ones that are really having problems. So uh, the official story, the jig is up, right? I, just to be candid here, you've got to be a fucking moron 
to still believe the government lies that they're selling to us. And again, because this is a very smart, smart audience here, I know that's not you, but, uh, but we've got to keep talking about it, speaking up about it, because that's the way we're going to force change. Otherwise, here comes Germany. Otherwise, we'll be Canada. Of course, Canada, now you can't get on a train or a plane unless you've been vaccinated. Again, uh, just totalitarianism, just to our north. They want to have it here. So I don't believe that's going to happen because we have states' rights. And uh, even as weak as Greg Abbott has been here in Texas, uh, he's not going to go along with it. We would, we would take him out of the Capitol uh, he, he, before he tried to lock us down again or, or propose vaccine mandates. He's actually been decent on that issue, although he's only signed an executive order. He's got a law ready to be signed. In, from the Texas Congress, and he won't sign it for some bizarre reason. Uh, but we, again, with people like Ron DeSantos, hopefully our next uh, president uh, in 2024, you know, states' rights are going to mean that we're not going to have nationwide lockdowns. We're not going to be Germany or Australia. What's happening there, especially in the Northern Territory, uh, with uh, with uh, what they call quarantine camps, which of course is really a prison facility where if you leave, you are uh, you, you escaped and you must be returned and arrested. Uh, but the playbook really from an investment point of view has been unchanged in that the markets have used every sell-off from this mass hysteria. The markets, smart money investors have used that as a buying opportunity. Look, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not me as a bullish investor. I, I'm very bullish. We're very bullish. Tyler and I both are. We just wrote a book uh, called The Big Bribe, where we're, uh, as you'll see pretty soon, we have a forecast of Dow Jones, 100,000 by 2027. We're not changing that at all. And because we've had these sell-offs before. And remember, we're only talking about, what, 5 6% down in the SP 500 and Dow Jones. Of course, more in uh, Rust 2000. Now NASDAQ's playing catch-up. And of course, the average stock is really getting hammered. We talked about this yesterday. I'll go ahead and share it again now. The average NASDAQ stock, excuse me, 66% of all NASDAQ stocks, this is as of yesterday. I don't think it got much better today. It probably got worse today. NASDAQ was down 1.9%. The average NASDAQ stock, 66% of all NASDAQ stocks are down more than 20%. That's a bear market in the majority of NASDAQ stocks. But the real shocker is that 35% of all NASDAQ stocks are down more than 50%. So serious damage has been done here, but it's not like we haven't seen this before. And again, we're big believers here in repeating patterns. As an investor uh, over my career, this is, this is really how we can, I constructed the, the VRA investing system, using repeating patterns of, of, of technical trading, fundamental analysis, everything we put, all of our, all of our 12 screens that we have in the, uh, in, in the VRA investing system. It's all based on repeating patterns, really, and a, kind of a simple analysis, to be honest, of the macro story, uh, you know, what leads the economy, housing, transportation, etc., and all the, all the signs you look for, including investor sentiment, which is now decisively becoming very, very bearish. As an investor, that's a very good thing. But let me first uh, cover the markets. Got a lot to cover today. I'm going to do it quickly. Uh, but I'm telling well, the bottom line point is we know their playbook. I see no reason to believe the playbook has changed. They also use these sell-offs when they're trying to close a new stimulus deal. What are they trying to do now? They're trying to close Build Back Better. I think that's what he calls it, uh, uh, our, our loser-in-chief. Uh, I think he calls it Build Back Better, uh, which is a very Nazi uh, slogan if you go back over history and, and, and study socialism. They've used this throughout history. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make here 
is that when they, they use these sell-offs to wake congressmen up, all right? Uh, and, and, and why does it wake them up? Because they all have money in the stock market. They get panicky. They're more able to manipulate them and move them in the direction they want. Yes, even Republicans. And as we've seen, there are... <laughs> look, most elected officials are trash, okay? Most elected officials are there. They're just there for themselves. They're megalomaniacs. They all want to be president, hold higher office, and uh, it's about money and control. So they're easy to manipulate, and they know how to do it. So again, these sell-offs are used for multiple purposes, but that's been the playbook. And then every one of these sell-offs has been a buying opportunity. I'm going to tell you in a minute why I think that's approaching very quickly. And what we're hoping for here is a sharply lower open on Monday because the best buys of my career have followed a sharp sell-off on Friday, get a sharply open lower on Monday, combined with what I'm going to tell you in a minute, would, would, would tell us that this would be complete capitulation. We may not even get it. We could gap up on Monday and it's over with today. We actually saw the market come back a lot today. Let's cover that now. Dow Jones today, after being down well over 300 points, uh, had a, a, a strong smart money hour, finishing down just 59 points at 34,580. Tried to go green, got down about 20, 30 points, just couldn't close the deal. But again, lost it just 60 points. Not too bad today. Uh, Dow Jones dropped below its 200 day today, extreme oversold. Uh, again, this is when bottoms occur. Uh, SP 500 uh, took the uh, uh, more of a hit today, down eight tenths of one percent at forty five thirty eight. Uh, our loser on the day was our winner from yesterday. That yesterday, uh, Russ two thousand was up, I think two point eight percent. Today, it gave up two point one percent, closing down forty seven points. And finally, Nasdaq. This is where the real damage is being done of late, as the big cap names, right? All the final mega uh, mega cap. Uh, high flyers are finally giving up the ghost. I've got some good data on this in a second uh, uh, that I want to share with you. NASDAQ today, down 1.9 points, down a big 295 points. Again, now we're starting to see not just small caps, not just the Dow Jones. We're starting to see all these indexes now beginning to approach. Uh, either they are heavily oversold and now getting very close to extreme oversold on steroids. That's our biggest buy signal and the VR investing system. This is why we've been putting money back to work here. Uh, we took profits when we hit extreme overbought. What was that three or four weeks ago? We took profits on several positions and we were sitting on some cash. We started putting back to work actually this week and we're going to continue that process next week uh, as we get ready for a uh, what we believe is going to be a sharp move higher in the year end. But again, let's talk about the economy now because we've got the jobs report this morning. You've seen it by now, I'm sure. Another big miss. Another big miss. You know, again, uh, we've been saying it for a long time. This is Obama's third term. We really should not be surprised by what's happening here. That's what the markets are telling us, folks. The markets are telling us two things. First of all, yes, there's the sell-off on coronavirus insanity and the ability to manipulate uh, uh, voters and, uh, and Congress people into passing new stimulus uh, and uh, to fearmonger the crap out of this uh, new, uh, new strain of, of Rona. Oh my goodness, 99.9% .9 survival rate and people are freaking, you know what, out. It is, just, it is just interesting to watch. If you've liked watching, observing human behavior, wow, I mean, it's just mesmerizing to watch the way people are responding to this, uh, to the, <laughs> this indoctrination, isn't it? It is, I, I find it fascinating. You know, it's really depressing from one point of view. But I think the, the other side of this is the bigger side of it. People all, not just in the U.S., people all, people all over the world are being red-pilled at a rate never seen before. I think that's a very good thing. 
I think it's a very good thing. And by the way, if you've noticed what's happening in China, boy, people are turning on China, you know, hard. How about the World Tennis Association canceling all events there because one of the stars had been disappeared in China? Good for the World Tennis Association. Where's the NBA, right? Where's the NBA on this? We know where they are. They're driven by money. And Bron Bron. And, uh, and by the way, he's recovered apparently from coronavirus. That's very good to hear. We don't want anybody to be sick. Uh, but, of course, fully, fully vaccinated, coming down with the Rona. Again, there we go. If you're fully vaccinated, and I know a lot of people listening to this are, we, 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 we're never picking on anybody here. It's always been your body, your choice. I completely believe that. But, as I said some time ago, if they ever try to start forcing vaccinations on me, or on anybody I know, or this country as a whole, you know what? All bets are off. It, it, it's, it's full on attack mode from Kip Harris. That's just what it's going to be. Uh, because this can't be allowed to happen in this great country. But again, so many people being red-pilled in the U.S. and globally. I think it's a very good thing longer term, especially in the midterms. Now, <laughs> the midterms. Wow. You know, Biden could hardly be less popular. Again, from 81 million votes last year, most popular president ever, to his ratings now, which, of course, are also bullshit, right? He's, he's, he's probably down 8%. If the, if, if, the, if the polling was accurate, he'd probably be at about 8% popularity. And that'd just be the crazies that uh, they managed to get at home on a phone when they took the polls because nobody likes what this guy's doing. And we saw it again in the jobs report. Big miss. 550,000 jobs were expected to be created of course, these economists all move in lockstep again because they're all in the Fed's payroll, one form or another. That, that, if that sounds like hyperbole, it's not, folks. It's just not. They're all, almost all of these mainstream economists are on the Fed's payroll. Now, you say, how can that be possible, Kit? How do they pay them? Well, they're paid in, in many ways. They're either paid direct money with grants or salaries. Of course, so many the Fed employs a 1,000 economists. The Federal Reserve has a 1,000 economists on the payroll. That was data from about three years ago. It's hard to get this info, but folks, i got to imagine, if it was 1,000 people three years, 1,000 economists on the Fed's payroll three years ago, what is it now, 2,000, 3,000? They have to control the narrative. They must control the narrative. Uh, they've done it in economics. Uh, before that, they did it in climate science. You know, If you were a, a climate scientist that didn't believe and didn't support uh, the climate change narrative, Boy, you were done. They disappeared you. And you were no longer on the payroll of these environmental groups and the government uh, 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 agencies, right? Uh, you were disappeared pretty much. And so that message has been sent very clearly. Same thing in economics. If you're not directly on the Fed's payroll as an economist, then you're getting grants. Or they're giving you research scholarships for your interns and mentors, mentees, right? There's so many ways they can compensate you. And, of course, it's the promotions, Right? You know, if you're an economist, let's say at, I don't know, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, pick your, uh, pick your poison, right? Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. If you're an economist there, what's your ultimate goal? What's your ultimate goal? Because it's no longer about just doing good work, right? It's about fame and fortune. That's, the, that's what's happened to this country and really what's led to the downfall of so much that was so great uh, from our greatest generation on. And, and, and really from the... From the uh, the Age of Enlightenment, folks. That, 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 things, the Age of Enlightenment is officially dead. We can, we can put that in stone. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, economics, they're all paid. They all want to get that next job, whether it's the Federal Reserve or working for the government. My gosh, maybe one of these days I could be Treasury Secretary. Or who knows, I could be a Fed governor, right? Uh, so 
Ask Judy uh, Shelton about that. Ask Judy Shelton, who was appointed by Trump to go into the Fed, but she wouldn't bend the knee. She wouldn't back the official narrative. She's a big believer in the gold standard. You can't do that. You can't knock fiat currencies and quantitative easing and love the gold standard and get on the Fed. It ain't going to happen. Of course, they removed her name for nomination. Kind of a chicken shit move, by the way, that that even happened under the Trump administration. But it did. But she stood her ground. Good for you, uh, Judy Shelton. We need more rock stars like you in the world of economics. Uh, because they, they all speak the same language, which is why they're always wrong. They must support the official narrative. That's how they always miss these numbers. They must speak with the same voice or they don't get invited to sit with the cool kids at lunch. Uh, but again, it's, it's, it's destroyed so many professions. Uh, again, it's really a communist narrative, right? Uh, this is communism in a nutshell. Economics happening, climate science happening. Of course, the medical industry, the healthcare industry, with coronavirus insanity, if you don't speak the official narrative, you are seriously not sitting with the cool kids at lunch. You are done. And of course, they'll also deplatform you from not just from uh, social media uh, and the internet, but from life pretty much. As we've seen, how many people legitimately have been removed from uh, the internet, social media, uh, just disappeared, almost like China, right? Isn't it like China? Kind of a communist move that Twitter and Facebook uh, Instagram, YouTube, they're all doing it. Again, when they can't control the narrative, they disappear you. This is fascism, plain and simple, right? It's ugly, it's dirty, and it must come to an end. I'm, I'm a huge believer, especially with this Fauci's fraud, that we must have uh, Nuremberg trials 2.0 when this is all said and done. Hopefully the big red wave that takes, red tsunami next year, that takes place in the midterms. Uh, of course, the big concern everybody has there is will they find a way to rig it? And is that also what this is about, right? Getting everybody so scared, we go back in lockdowns, they control the vote again. I don't want to go off on that tangent too far, but you know, you all know what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, the jobs miss number was a huge miss. 500,000 jobs expected. They only came in at 210,000. A massive miss, uh, 340,000 jobs. Um, they, they tried to rationalize and spin this all day long. If you watch any TV, you've seen what I've seen. Oh, but uh, the, the jobless rate dropped down to whatever it was, 4.2%. Or the wages are increasing. Well, they better be increasing. With inflation growing by 10, 15, 20% a year, they better be increasing. Right? That's been the, the one plus is that, yeah, inflation is growing, but so are wages. Well, I don't think that's the case anymore. And so the, but besides all of that, and besides us being in Obama's third term, we should fully expect the economy to continue to decline. How can I say that? I wrote this up yesterday. I think it was actually, Tyler put it in our blog this week. If you don't get that, go sign up at kipharris.com or you can sign up at vrainsider.com. Uh, the yield curve is flattening. And it's flattening dramatically so. So what's happening is, even as the 10-year is falling, and the 10-year... <laughs> I've jumped around a little bit here today, but uh, this is an important topic. The bond market is the real smart money. The debt market is the smart money. It always has been. Biggest market in the world. Always figures shit out. Debt and currency markets. And if you've noticed, the longer-term yields, okay, anything from the, really, the, uh, the, the 7, 10, 15, 20, 30, 30-year yields, they're all falling. But it's the longer-term debt that's falling in yield faster than the shorter-term debt. And so what that creates is a flattening yield curve. 
Why is that important? Because it's a very high probability predictor of slowing economic growth. If the yield curve inverts, it's almost a perfect indicator of a coming recession. Now, we're not predicting that, okay? I don't think that's in the cards at all. Uh, I just read today the great work. Now, this is a great economist, Ed Hyman at uh, Evercore. His updates are just amazing. Read his today. I mean, this guy just nails it. The economy is doing fine, okay? It's growing. I happen to be a little more pessimistic than he is about future growth, but right now it's in very good shape. But the yield curve is flattening. And folks, check this out. The 10-year, <laughs> you know, well, if you've been joining us, you know, uh, you probably know what I'm going to say right now. We have been very bullish on bonds and bearish on yields for some time. But over three years, when the 10-year was 3.3%, I said at the time it was going to go below 1%. That obviously happened with coronavirus insanity. Yield 10-year uh, dropped to, I think, 0.45%. Right now, it's 1.34% yield. But listen to this. Six days ago, the 10-year yield was 1.69%. Close today at 1.34%. In six trading sessions, that's a 21% decline in the 10-year on the, on the yield basis. 21% in six days. That's pretty, that's pretty sharp. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty sharp decline. So the bond market is telling you that the economy is slowing. Here's, here's the other thing that's weird. The Fed started tapering last month, right? Just slight taper from $120 billion a month in, in, in bond purchases to uh, dropping $15 billion a month. So $120 to $105, right? $105 billion a month in bonds. They're still buying. And that does help to explain why yields are dropping because the Fed's still buying debt. Right? That, 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 that makes sense, right? But why are tech stocks being taken to the woodshed? Because this Fed taper is going to be a massive policy error. Massive policy error. And I think the Fed's even talking it up this week. They're, they're saying they've got to speed up the taper. That means they're, they're talking down these markets on purpose, folks. This is intentional. I, I, I am absolutely certain of it. This is intentional. Now, it's going to give us a great buying opportunity, but they have another game plan in mind. I've already covered that in detail here on this uh, podcast. But that's what's happening in the bond market. The bond market is certainly not telling us one thing. The bond market is not telling us that higher yields are coming. And higher yields would be coming if we have no taper and, and rates going up, right? So they can, they can try to talk up higher rates and, and more Fed tapering all they want to. But the bond market is telling you, uh-uh, ain't going to happen. Again, we believe yields are going to fall much further, uh, down below 1%. Originally, I said by, possibly by, by year end. I don't believe that's going to happen now. But again, 1.34% is not that far away. Uh, but I think uh, below 1% first quarter next year for sure. I say for sure. That's, uh, that's my best guesstimate. And again, uh, longer term. We are, I think, the only people predicting uh, that we'll have negative rates in the U.S., at least the only investment folks that I know of uh, predicting negative rates in the U.S., like we have, uh, broadly speaking, throughout Europe and, of course, in Japan. Um, because we, it's QE infinity. Uh, the Fed has one playbook. But QE, that, that's it. They, 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 I mean, this is no different than Japan. Again, Japan started QE in 2001. We launched it uh, aggressively, of course, in, after the financial crisis in 2009. And uh, that's, that's it now. That's it. So we're getting, we're getting a look with this destruction taking place in NASDAQ. 
again, 66% of NASDAQ stocks in a bear market, okay? This is in three weeks. They just started the Fed taper. I'm kind of thinking that that may not be a coincidence. What do you think, folks? What do you think? Um, okay, I'm going to get to under the surface because, again, this, this tech destru destruction really needs to be looked at. Check this out. Everybody knows who Kathy Wood is, right? ARK Investment Funds. Um, hottest thing in the world. She has been for some time. Early believer in Tesla. Not 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 earlier than me, but but oh, an early believer in Tesla. That's the largest holding in her, in her, in, the, in the flagship fund, Ark uh, Investment Fund. But check this out. This is in nine months to give you an idea of the destruction that's taking place in Nasdaq. That she she invested in, in all these high growth you know tech names uh, for innovation, right? Um, Ark stock price, A R K K has fallen from $159 a share nine months ago to 91, 91-something today. That's a 43% collapse in nine months for the best and brightest in the business. That's pain, folks. They're aggressively targeting Kathy Wood's name. She's getting, she, she's getting unbelievable amounts of redemption requests, people pulling money from a fund. Again, this is the kind of thing that happens when you get to the capitulation stage, Okay. Uh, so it's interesting to watch this. And by the way, this is also, I think, kind of interesting. Her largest holding is Tesla. So while her portfolio is down 43% in nine months, Tesla, her largest holding over that same time frame, is up more than 90%. What would her fund be at right now, loss-wise, without her largest holding of Tesla? I mean, 80, down 80%. 70%? For sure. Certainly it would be. Um, and I'm guessing she uses leverage in this thing, too. I don't, I don't really know the details, but those kind of losses in nine months, that's just brutality. Uh, but, of course, she's owned and she's kept the high flyers, you know, the, the, the Peloton. I shorted Peloton. I shorted Zoom. I kind of widely reported that. And, uh, and she was buying them and continued to buy them. These stocks have been destroyed. Uh, but anyway, it gives you an idea of the destruction taking place with the best and the brightest. Uh, on Wall Street, Kathy Wood, down 43% in nine months. Okay, some, I, I said at the beginning of the call, I was going to tell you some of the signs that we're seeing that we're, we're now at, seriously at the capitulation stage. That's why I'm looking for a sharply lower open on Monday to aggressively, aggressively add some positions, both in, in our options accounts, in Parabolic, and in the VRE portfolio. Here's why. Today, for the entire day, all but one 30-minute session, the put-call ratio was above one. Okay, that's a sign of excessive bearishness. The fear and greed index, let me say that for last. <laughs> that's wow. The trend, the arms index today, hit a high of 2.02. Anything above two is, is panic, panic selling. We saw the same thing take place, I believe it was Tuesday, uh, panic selling on Tuesday as well. And that resulted in, of course, the huge move higher we had on Monday. We saw that again today. So two out of three days we had panic selling in the uh, in the arms index. That's happened before, uh, but it hasn't happened since the week of the final lows of coronavirus insanity of March of last year. Of course, the low was the March twenty third, twenty twenty. And drum roll, fear greed index, one of my favorites because it really gives you an idea. For incentive, it has like seven different screens it looks at. And, you know, when it reaches the extremes is when you know it's really either time to sell everything, 
and that's kind of why we did. It hit 87 three weeks ago. That's why we took profits. Or the other extreme is that it hit today of 18. So the fear of greed index has dropped from 87 to 18 in about three weeks. 18 is extreme fear. It's hard to go a lot lower. We've seen it at one. I think it hit one or two uh, on Christmas Eve uh, 2018 when the Fed was jacking rates up uh, uh, pretty much on Christmas Eve. The, uh, again, that was, that was get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. Uh, but, of course, it, what it did was get us. And now here we are again in December, and the Fed's tapering, and we have destruction in NASDAQ. I mean, these repeating patterns are, are pretty sick and twisted, I think. Actually, you're pretty pathetic. Uh, you know, these people, the Fed, we, we, this, the Fed's got to be audited. We've got to start over with this stuff, right? We need a whole new monetary system uh, based in at least something based in reality, uh, based in a combination of gold, silver, and, and Bitcoin. I don't care. But it, it can't be fiat currency with our uh, banking cabal, this criminal cabal of bankers and central banks all over the world. You know, I always hesitate to say that. I'm getting older now. I used to say it all the time on stages all over the world. It actually wound up costing me in a couple situations. I won't tell that story right now, but I know that it did. As I had bank accounts closed left and right, and they would never tell me why, but I'd just come off a, 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 a series of, uh, of seminars where I said just that, kind of what I'm saying here today. You kind of got to be careful about calling the most powerful cartel in the world criminals because if it gets back to them, uh, they, uh, they know how to slap you back into reality. I can, I can tell you that much. But uh, we got to do something different because this ain't working. They have one playbook. It's quantitative easing. The jig is up. When they pull the, when they pull the rug on this, folks, it, 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 we're talking about complete crap, a complete global crash. Uh, and that's everyone's biggest concern. That's everyone's biggest concern is if the Fed decides to crash the market, they can do it in a day. And they can pull the plug. And then we're talking about serious depopulation. That's everyone's, and it should be, everyone's biggest concern. Um, okay. So, again, we're seeing signs of capitulation here. Uh, signs that have typically held up very well. The fear and greed index at 18. Yeah, I mean, maybe it goes a little lower, but we're right there, folks. Right there. Um, also, let's take a look at the internals today because, again, we're seeing, oh, this also. Okay. <laughs> Uh, in the internals today, I, I have to laugh at this because you see the, you just don't see these readings very often. New 52 week highs to lows. This is a combination of NYC and NASDAQ. Came in today with 55 stocks hitting new 52 week highs to 940 stocks hitting new 52 week lows. You got to go back to again the week of coronavirus insanity, uh, March of 2020, to find these kind of readings. This is, this is, this is ugly, okay? Fugly is what it is, actually. And the internals overall, though, weren't as bad today. We're looking at essentially three, three and a half to one negative. Uh, we had a lot worse uh, uh, on, uh, on Wednesday than today. But again, uh, 52 highs, lows, this is kind of the thing you look at and say, again, that smells like capitulation. That's an ugly, ugly, fugly, fugly day. Uh, okay. What else uh, in the in the sector watch? Kind of what you'd imagine. Uh, the 11 S&P 500 sectors, we had uh, eight finish lower, three finish higher. Led the downside by consumer discretionary down 1.8%, tech down 1.6%, financials down 1.5%. Uh, again, rates plummeting is not great for financials. I don't like financials anyway. When was the last time you went to a bank? Consumer staples up 1.4% led the way, as you'd expect in a, in a weak market. And utilities, as you'd also expect, were up 1% as well. Uh, finally, commodity watch today. Gold today. Finally catching a bid, flight to safety. Again, gold is waking up to the fact 
that we're not going to have higher rates, that we are going to have more QE. Uh, if gold wasn't uh, manipulated, if, if there wasn't a price suppression scheme in gold, where would it be today? I'd love to get your thoughts on that. I, I, I'd love to get your thoughts. I can tell you that you know, I've seen people say the goal would be $10,000, $20,000 an ounce. I think it'd be eight dollars to $10,000 an ounce uh, without price suppression. I think certainly after we see what Bitcoin can do, right? Uh, but uh, again, gold today catching a bid up 1.3%, up $22 an ounce at $17.84. Still stuck in the same range, though. Silver up $0.25 cents an ounce at $22.56. Copper down $0.03 cents a pound at $4.28. Oil down 16 cents a barrel at 66.33. Again, oil in a barrel market. Uh, and Bitcoin finally, again, I, I, I don't like Bitcoin here. I don't like Bitcoin here. Um, I, I think uh, I think Bitcoin's, I, my personal opinion, Bitcoin's going to go through a period of underperformance. And it's going to be partly in due, uh, part, due partly to these derivatives that have now been created in futures markets to allow serious money, real money, to, uh, to, to, to short uh, Bitcoin and to do it almost in an unreported fashion. And that's, of course, been the kiss of death for the gold market with these gold ETFs like GLD. Um, uh, so that's just my view. Um, and I, again, Bitcoin today down $3,200 right now, trading at 53662 Uh Longer term, yeah, limited supply. Of course, it's going to go higher. But short term, I think there's still some downside, although it is hitting uh, uh, signals on our viewer investing system that says it's due for a bounce. We'll update that for you next week. Folks, all right, that's it for today. Hope you all had a good week and an even better weekend. And uh, we'll see you back here again Monday after the close.